NFL betting lines brought to you by Lock Four Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lock Four Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. You know what it is. I'm your host, Connor. Alongside me, Steve. Steve, how we doing, buddy? Hey, man. The wind got back in a wind column in a big way this week, so uh, we did pretty well in the predictions last week, so it was a pretty solid week for the boys. Yep. Big week for the NFC North boys. Everyone but the uh, everyone but the Bengals got the, uh, got the job done. Yeah, your Browns looked really good against the Bengals without uh, Odell. Maybe he was the problem after all, Steve, but we will... uh, Actually, we can dive into that right now. We're talking news and notes before we hit into these lines, and number one I have written down is the Odell Beckham Jr. saga. He has cleared waivers. Nobody wanted to pay that ridiculous contract for an old man with no legs and cannot catch the football. Uh, he's eyeing three potential teams here, Steve. I see the Seattle Seahawks, I see the New Orleans Saints, and I see the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve. I want to ask you, where do you think he's going to go? Where would you want him to go? And how do you think he's going to play out? I will, I'll will. start with the last one. That's how I think it's going to play out because I don't know if the situation ne- necessarily matters in his um, case. I say that because he's been on a playoff team with the Giants and he wasn't happy when he was on a playoff team and the guy. He goes to Cleveland and he's still on a very good team, a playoff team. Obviously, the first year he was here didn't work out well. and um, We know he got hurt last year, but the Browns made the playoffs. So, like, the Browns are clearly that good of a football team. So, the situation he wanted, uh, he's leaving it because he wasn't the guy. But where is he going to go and be the guy? I think when we look at um, place for him to go, like he wants to go to those teams. Like I think he should almost be looking at like um, the San Francisco 49ers, the new England Patriots, where he can be the number one. Yeah. That's just kind of where I'm at. Um, But I just don't know if situation is really going to matter for this guy. I I think there's talent there. Um, And I think there's going to be the honeymoon phase where it's all good and well. And maybe that's, maybe that's good that his contract ends this year. But um, I, I I don't know, man. I just it's I don't know. It is it is what it is. It didn't work out in Cleveland. Hopefully, it works out better elsewhere. I just have a hard time seeing that it will when we saw this in two different places. No, that was a good point there. Sorry to cut you off, but and if he goes to any of those teams he's eyeing, he's definitely going to be the number two guy. He's going to be behind Tyreek Hill. He's going to be behind Devontae Adams, and he's going to be behind Michael Thomas when he eventually becomes healthy, if ever. I mean, that's a whole different story than Michael Thomas New Orleans saga. But if that's his issue, not getting targets, then I don't know why he wants to go to a team where he's going to play second fiddle again. He was playing second, arguably third fiddle in Cleveland, and he wasn't very happy behind those running backs. So, I don't know. Uh, Steve, where do you, uh, where's your projection? Where do you think Odell's going to end up, though? Uh, something tells me New England. Um, I believe it'll happen early next week. All right. Um I don't know where he's going to go, so I'm not going to give a prediction. Anywhere but Baltimore, please. Uh, next thing we're going to dive into is the Dalvin Cook saga. Dalvin Cook, doubtful to play this week. He has an alleged uh, domestic abuse. Uh, this just came out, so we really don't know too much about this. But the Minnesota Vikings are playing the Los Angeles Chargers, who have 
the last ranked NFL run defense by a wide margin. So if you don't have Alexander Madison, go ahead and scoop him up now on your fantasy team. Uh, we got Russell Wilson and um, Aaron Rodgers are both poised to play this week, barring any setbacks. And one last thing we're going to get to, Steve, uh, talking about your Cleveland Brownies, which you do quite often. The Browns paid up, man. They solidified that offensive line. They got some tackles, some big contracts, Steve. I want you to dive into this. How do you think it affects the outlook of the team going forward? Uh, I just think it's the lifeline of the Cleveland Browns. That's their identity, and they're sticking with it. And the way you play football in the AFC North with a really good run game and a really good defense. And uh, the Browns look like they're well on their way to that. So I think it makes sense. They're two of the best guards in the league. They've dominated in this system for two cons- uh, consecutive years. So um, you've got to think that they'll probably continue to do that for at least another two or three years. You definitely have to treat your best players accordingly, and you did here keeping that offensive line together is a must for the Cleveland Browns going forward because that is a potent run attack, and that's how they win football games, so why mess with it? All right, Steve, uh, anything else you want to get into before we uh, head into these lines? No, um, I do have a question for you. Have we seen more, like, double-digit spreads like on a week-in, week-out basis than we have this year? There's been a lot of them this year because the top of the NFL is so top-heavy. And then there's a huge gap. There's not much uh, middle middlemen teams. And then there's a bunch of teams at the bottom, too. So this is the furthest uh, degree of separation I've ever seen the league. Uh, generally speaking, you have a handful of teams that could become wild card spots but i'm thinking in the nfc there's there's not very many because the the top is so loaded you only have like uh maybe minnesota and uh arguably the niners not a lot of other teams really pop up to mind in the afc i mean we have maybe a team from nine teams i know eight nine teams at best and when seven make the playoffs, you're only talking about one or two additional teams that are really a threat to make the playoffs. So it's just the gap in uh, the really good teams and the really bad teams, I feel like, is a lot this year. And, uh, yeah, starting off uh, Thursday with almost a 10-point uh, spread here. I'm surprised it's not 10. It might be 10 by kickoff. Get it now while you can. We're talking Thursday night football primetime football where the Baltimore Ravens excel they are traveling down to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins here Steve uh the Ravens are favored by seven and a half I'm looking here at the money splits we have 86 percent of the bets sorry we have 88 percent of the bets and 86 percent of the money on the Ravens yeah just doesn't make sense to me um Baltimore didn't have a great performance last week. It's a short week, so I like them to bounce back. Miami, man, they're such a mess. No one really knows what's going on. Tua is like in and out of that lineup way too much for my liking. I believe they're also down Will Fuller and Devontae Parker for the year. It's just too much going on in Miami. They're not very good. They're not in a good spot. I'll hammer the Ravens in this situation. Yeah, they do not have the talent on offense to take advantage of the Ravens' defense where it lacks, which is the secondary But in order to attack the secondary, you have to establish the run and you have to protect the quarterback, which they're not going to be able to do. This is my lock of the week. I'm amazed it's only moved half a point since Monday. I'm hammering down on the Ravens, minus 7.5. Push it down to 7 if you want. You don't really have to because we're winning by 14 easy. 
Steve, uh, give me the over-under on 46.5 here. 46.5. I, I think I like the under here. Um, the Ravens' offense looks really good, but I think the Ravens are just going to control this game on the ground. Um, and I think that's how they're just going to dominate with that uh, Miami front seven. That's not – it's just not very good against the run. So I expect Ravens to be able to run the ball, control the game. I like the under in this situation. As do I, but I feel like Baltimore has a very good chance to cover this over by itself, being at only 46.5 points. Uh, great game to tease Baltimore down to half a point and tease the over down to 39.5. That will hit 100 out of 100 times. Uh, give me the over. I will hammer down on that as well. All right, getting to the Sunday slate of games here, Steve. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a huge win in Buffalo. And before we get into this line, Steve, who said last week to sprinkle the money, to sprinkle the money line on Jacksonville, Steve? Can you tell me who said that? Yeah, you sure did, my guy. Yes, sir. Let's go. The Monday Night Manning cast curse is legit. Uh, I didn't watch the game on Monday, so I don't know who was on Monday. I'll have to go back and find that and fade that pick. But we got the Jaguars traveling to Indy here, Steve. Uh, Indy's favored by 10.5 points. I'm sure all the money is going to be on Indy. Uh, Okay, we got 60% of the bets and 76% of the money on the Colts. Yeah, I'm not going to touch this. This is too much for my liking. Um, I, the Colts are what they are. Like, I, they, I, they're they hard to trust, right? Carson Wentz can either have, like, a really good game, like the way he's been playing, but he can make some some bad, bad decisions to keep the Jaguars around in the game. Um, Jacksonville's coming off a big win early. Er, er, early, jeez. Urban has really started to uh, kind of gain a little traction there. So I'm excited to see if they can bounce back and keep stay competitive. For something just tells me they do. It's just a lot of points in division game. Not touching it, but I would probably go with the Jaguars and the points. Yeah, Steve, was that a hiccup game by Buffalo last week when they played Jacksonville, or was that just a really good game plan by Urban Meyer and the Jaguars? Uh, I don't know, but Josh Allen dominated whoever he was going up against. Uh, the whole Josh Allen pick, I got a pick Josh Allen, recovered a fumble from Josh Allen, sacked Josh Allen. That's pretty ridiculous. You think about how many times this like could happen, and then this all happens just in one night. Yeah, I was talking to a few of Bills guys uh, this past week, and apparently that Bills offensive line is not as good as I assumed it was. I knew they had trouble running the ball. I knew they really didn't give the backs all the opportunity. But apparently they have trouble uh, pass blocking too, and that's something to be of concern going forward. Uh, Talking about this game, I'm actually going to take the... Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I guess I'll take Jacksonville plus 10.5. The way Indy kind of folded in the second half of the Jets game last week, being up by 28 at halftime and then uh, just barely not covering, they they should not have covered that game. The Jets were through an interception at the five-yard line with like under a minute to go with Josh Johnson playing the whole second half, basically. Uh, that's just a lot of points, like you said, Steve. Divisional matchup and Indy. I mean, they don't really know how to finish teams, and Carson Wentz is really good at making mistakes here. So, give me the Jaguars, Steve. Over under at forty-seven and a half. I think this is gonna be a grinded out kind of game. That Colts defense pretty good. Jonathan Taylor, I believe, is going to win the rushing title, right? Like, I think 
if Derrick Henry doesn't play, which it doesn't seem like, I think um, their ground game is getting going. He's having a big year. So um, I like this to be under because I expect Jacksonville to run the ball too. So I'll lean the under here, actually. Yep, I will take the under as well. Not two overly explosive offenses, as Jacksonville only kicked three field goals last week. So give me the under. Next game getting to, we got the Cleveland Browns, Steve, traveling to New England to take on the New England Patriots. And before I get into this line, Steve, you want to go to this game on Sunday? (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) Uh, So we have uh, the Pats favored by two in this matchup here, Steve. Uh, Pretty even money splits. We got 60% of the bets and 57% of the money on the Cleveland Browns here. Yeah, I like the spot for the Cleveland Browns. Now, obviously, it's unfortunate that Nick Chubb might be out. Um, Dearness Johnson kind of had that breakout game against the Broncos and, like, hasn't, like, looked great as, like, a number two kind of. But I'm not too concerned about that. I expect the Browns to go into Foxborough. Um, It just seems like everything found its rhythm. The defense hasn't allowed over 20 points in three straight weeks now. That secondary was absolutely incredible. Miles Garrett, uh, I'll – Take I'll take the victory lap for calling that he uh, will lead the league in sacks. That guy's been incredible. I believe he already has twelve in in like nine games. So, um, Browns defense is really starting to click, and I think that uh, they have a good opportunity to really take the passing game away from um, Mac Jones and the Patriots. So I'm gonna actually call this my upset of the week, second straight week with the Browns. Um, I just think they're gonna be able to run the ball and control the game, and. Things just click when OBJ isn't here. So I'm going to continue to ride that hand until something proves me otherwise. Yeah, the curse of OBJ in Cleveland is as real as um, the sun rising every single morning. Uh, Cleveland plus two. I am am hammering down on your Cleveland Browns here, Steve. Cleveland Browns are second in the NFL running the rock, 160 yards per game. And when you can set the line of scrimmage as such, it is really hard. To uh, it's really hard to fail when if you can run the ball at a consistent click like the Cleveland Browns can. New England Patriots aren't necessarily the best at stopping the run here uh, on a yards per game basis. I'm looking at the Patriots are they're middle of the pack, about 110 yards a game they give up. So you know Cleveland's going to eclipse that and probably more. Um, I really like Cleveland in this game, man. The, that offense is humming. That team's got some swagger now. You get a you get a cancer out of the locker room like OBJ, man, and good things happen. This is not this is a team game. The team is more important than the individual player. And as long as you get the team on the same page, you're going to do great things. Doesn't matter the talent. Uh, Steve, give me the over under at forty five. Yeah, before we get to that, I just want to say too, if for fantasy football owners. If Donovan Peoples-Jones is available in your league, be sure to jump on him. He might be a guy that really takes off in our Cleveland offense. Um, he could have the opportunities to be the one um, because of the way they use him and Jarvis. Uh, they need more of an explosive guy, and I think DPJ is more than capable to fill that role. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, 44 and a half, Connor. I'd like this to be an ugly game. Something just tells me this is going to be ugly. I don't know why, but um, – just kind of feels like that uh, Bill Belichick knows he doesn't necessarily want to get into a shootout with our offense. So I think this is going to be a slow-paced game on both sides because the Browns are going to want to establish the line of scrimmage on the uh, offensive line. So I like the under in this game on a lean. 
Uh, this was tough for me. I'm not actually going to side with the over. Both these teams averaging about 26 points a game. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be... Uh, I mean, Cleveland's defense isn't the best. Uh, Cleveland has the offense to move the ball in New England, and Bill Belichick has the uh, game planning to score the ball on Cleveland, too. So give me the over on this one. Uh, give me a 27-24 give me game. I like that. Next game, getting to, we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys after Dallas getting embarrassed by the Denver Broncos last week. Uh, Dallas is favored by nine in this matchup here, Steve. And oh, here we go. We have 56% of the bets and 83% of the money on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I hammered down on Dallas on this one. They were my lock of the week last week. They had a very super. No, they were my lock of the week. But I was big on them last week. Um, I, uh, I, um, I know they let down last week, but I think that puts them in a perfect spot to have a big bounce back week. It's out home. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta is a pretty solid team, but I, I just expect CD to get into a groove this week. He had a down week, so I expect them to get him going, and I expect Zeke to continue to eat. Um, or is he still banged up? And I, don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter because Tony Pollard is more than capable. So I just like the the Cowboys in a bounce back spot here. Yeah, see, I am, I'm going to take the Falcons uh, for a couple of reasons here. The offense of the Dallas Cowboys really did not impress me last week against the Denver Broncos. That Denver defense is not very good. Neither is Atlanta's. Last week, Dak was only 19-39 for 230. Uh, he really struggled. Uh, they didn't really give... They got down early. They kind of got away giving Zeke the rock. He only had 10 touches. Um, but what I uh, what I think of most when I think of this matchup is the game last year. This was the last full game that Dak Prescott played before he went out. And this was the one with the wonky onside kick. When, who was it? It was Atlanta kicked the ball onside kick, and then Dallas did not want to cover it until it reached 10 yards for some strange reason. And as soon as it flipped over that 10-yard line, the uh, Falcons jumped right on it. Uh, just have a bad taste in my mouth. It's basically the same coaching staffs for Dallas, not necessarily for Atlanta, but, I mean, just give me the Falcons plus nine here. I don't know where I'm really going with this. I think it's just a lot of points, and Dallas kind of... I don't know. They shook me last week. I'm not sure how much faith I have in the Dallas Cowboys anymore. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 55. <laughs> 55 is a lot. I'll take the over. Yeah, Both take, these offenses are more than capable. Taking the over as well. And I think last year the score of the game was like a 42-41 to 41 or something crazy like that. So I think this will be a very high-scoring game. Uh, next game getting to, we got the Buffalo Bills traveling to MetLife to take on the New York Jets here, Steve. We got the Bills favored by 12, and we have 60% of the bets and 80% of the money on the Bills. Yeah, I'm not touching this, man. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Jets. Um, <laughs> you don't know what Jets team is going to show up. They've beaten a couple of really good teams, so I don't know, man. Not playing this, not touching it. Um, to play a side... I, I think you got to lean Buffalo, but man, 12 and a half points in a road game, especially in the division, is just a lot. And I get that they're a much better football team, 
But um, if Mike White plays, he's more than capable to do crazy things. We saw it um, two weeks ago when we saw it on the first drive or two in the last game. So uh, I'm not touching this. I guess I'd probably go Buffalo side. They're just I would just take the much better football team. You know they're going to win. Hopefully they would end up covering, but don't play this. Yeah, I really like the Jets here, plus 12.5. They're at home. Hopefully uh, Mike White's hand is doing okay because he did really look good the last couple games that he's played. Uh, Buffalo's in kind of a slump right now, too, man. After the bye, I mean, they didn't even really play that well against Miami. That was like a 6-3 to three game going into the fourth quarter, and then they, they took off in the fourth. They uh, covered the spread, luckily, for all you betters out there. But And then last week, they didn't really look good. So they've played one good quarter of football in the last two games. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Bills, but I really like uh, Mike White and the Jets. I think that kid can ball. I think the kid gets uh, gets everyone involved. I know they're not going to have Denzel Mims for this game, but, man, that running back, Michael Carter, is going to be a problem. I like the Jets here, plus 12.5, way too many points for a divisional game. Steve, give me the over-under on 47.5. I'm not going to touch this. Because um, the Jets low-key do like have a pretty decent secondary. Uh, that's very over-performing, so... Not going to touch it, but um, uh, that's because I think I would go under. I don't know if I trust the Jets to score points, um, especially if Josh Johnson's playing quarterback, but uh, there's just too many unknown variables in this game for my liking. Yeah, I believe Mike White is slated to start. Um, I'll take the over, I guess. I mean, the Jets did just let up, what, almost 40 points to the Colts last week, so give me the over. But the Colts ran the ball on them. <laughs> All right, uh, next game getting to, we're talking the uh, New Orleans Saints traveling to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans here, Steve. we got the Titans favored by two and a half points. We have 76% of the bets and 50% of the money on Tennessee. This is a even 50-50 split. This is what Vegas loves. Um, even 50-50 split. I like that. I'm going to hammer down here on Tennessee. Um, I don't understand this line, especially with what's going on in New Orleans at the quarterback position. Um, and I know what I'm getting out of Tennessee, man. That team's just well-rounded. That defense is playing very well. Um, it kind of gives me those vibes of when they went to the uh, AFC Championship games a couple of years ago. So uh, I'm really impressed with that defense, and that's going to go a long ways for Tennessee, in my opinion. So I think if that defense continues to be consistent, uh, this the sky is truly the limit for this Tennessee team without Derrick Henry. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry is a big loss, but if they can fight a back that can get by, Ryan Tannehill is more than capable of taking this team on a run, in my opinion, especially when you have the weapons of a Julio Jones and an A.J. Brown. Yeah, this is surprising to me that it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. Tennessee really impressed me last week against the Rams. And New Orleans, I mean, who's starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Is it still Trevor Simeon, or are we going to see Taysom Hill? I mean, I believe it's going to be Taysom Hill. I could be wrong, though. I, I mean, I just have no idea what's going on in New Orleans. They are a very hard team to read, but Tennessee minus two-and-a-half. If I didn't lock up Baltimore, I'd be locking up this one for sure. Uh, Titans all day. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 44.5. 
Yeah, let's definitely lock that one up together. I like that one a lot, but I got one more that I like as well. But uh, what was the over-under? 44 and a half. 44 and a half? I think it's just too low for this kind of game. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a little too low. I think I would take the uh, over 44. Both offenses can get put up points. Yeah, New Orleans defense is really good too. But yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I'm going to take the over. I think Tennessee can get it done without Derrick Henry, man. They're going to show the league that they're, they don't really need to rely on one guy. Now they got multiple running backs, and uh, they look good against the Rams, too, and that's a, that's a good Rams front, man. You have, um, what do you got? You got Jeremy McNichols is the one now. You got Dante Foreman is the two, and then AP. I mean, they gave AP the most touches, but you got some guys that are on the rock, man. They'll, uh, they can get it done. Next game getting to, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to our nation's capital to take on the Washington team of football here, Steve. Uh, we got the Bucks favored by 10. We got 86% of the bets and 91% of the money on the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I, I expect the Buccaneers to win big here. I'll take the Buccaneers on a lean. Um, I feel pretty confident about it. The Bucs are coming off uh, the bye. What, what did the Bucs do last week? Lost to the Saints, and then what did they do last week? They had a bye week? I believe that they were on a bye, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hammer down here. Um, the uh, Washington football team is just not very good. That quor- The quarterback situation is a complete mess. Um, Antonio Gibson's not going to be right all year with that uh, shin fracture. So, yeah, hammer down. I'll take the Buccaneers big here. Yeah, I am also going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 10. Uh, Washington Washington is just not a very good football team. I am kind of disappointed in myself, too, because I did think Washington was going to be good this year. And I thought uh, Taylor Heineke was going to be the real deal. I um, I said that before the season started. I said, I don't know why they went out and got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't need him. They got a good quarterback. But remember... Go back to last year's wildcard game. Uh, it was this matchup. It was Bucks and uh, Washington in Washington. And that was a very competitive game going into the fourth quarter. And at the last two minutes, too. So, um, uh, not necessarily look for a repeat because uh, Washington does not have the defense they had last year. And the Bucks are just absolutely rolling. So, Bucks minus 10 here. It's pretty self explanatory. I will take that. Uh, Steve, over under on 51. Uh, 51's just way too much for Washington to cover, in my opinion. I don't know that they're going to score more than about 10 points, so I'll take the, um, I'll take the under here on the lean. Yeah, 51's a lot. Washington struggled to score against Denver. Let's see what they're going to do against this, uh, Tampa Bay defense. Give me the under all day. Hit that parlay together. All right, uh, next game getting to, we got the Detroit Lions traveling to the Steel City to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers here, Steve. Uh, We got Pittsburgh favored by nine. And we have, for splits, we have have 54% of the bets on the Lions, but 65% of the money is on the Steelers. I... I think I kind of like the. I'm not touching this. Like I, I don't know, but I've also watched the Steelers at home on prime time not be able to cover against the Bears, who 
they barely beat and um, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, who aren't very good. Shouldn't have beat um, either of those teams, honestly. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, Jared Goff can do some things. He can keep the game close. They're coming off a bye week. That's a very hungry team. Uh, I mean, I think if you play it, you got to do it on the Steelers' side, but I don't think I would touch it unless I put it into a teaser, which I will absolutely tease down the Steelers to minus two because they probably will win by at least a field goal. Yeah, I was a lot more sold on the Bears beating the Steelers than I am the Detroit Lions beating the Steelers. Uh, the winless Detroit Lions. But, listen, we got the Lions coming off a bye. Maybe they uh, they filled up on kneecaps over the uh, over the bye week. Uh, MCDC had them chowing down, so we'll we'll see how they come out, man. They got to get a win eventually. I do not believe it's going to be against Pittsburgh, but uh, nine points is a lot. Oh, man, this one's tough. Uh, I guess I will uh, give me the Lions plus nine here. I feel like they have to get something together. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game, and. To the Detroit Lions, the most important game is the next game. So, give me the Lions plus nine here. Uh, Steve, over under on 42 and a half. I like the over here. I think both these offenses are more than capable of scoring three touchdowns apiece. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Bears just scored 27. I mean, obviously, they don't have necessarily the receivers that the Bears have, but they have two really good running backs and a really good side end. So, I'll take the over here on a lead. Two really good running backs that they can throw to out of the backfield, too, which is uh, basically all they rely on in TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, 42.5 is low, but it's that low for a reason. I guess, uh, you know, with this big of a spread, I think I'm just going to take the over. I don't like taking unders with big spreads like this. Next game getting to, we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Los Angeles to take on the L.A. Chargers here, Steve. Uh, we got the Chargers favored by three. And we have 70% of the bets and 56% of the money on the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I'll lean towards the uh, Chargers here. Um, the whole situation with Dalvin Cook and his uh, girlfriend, obviously, hopefully none of that is true. But, um, you know, that's a huge distraction for a big game. And I think it'll be important that um, I think it'll be important that uh, uh, the Chargers get a, this game at home, because obviously these are kind of those throw up games. But these are ones you got to win if you're going to compete in the AFC, especially in the AFC West and how good the AFC West has looked um, at times. So. Um, I don't know. I just like them in this situation. I like the Chargers more than I like the Vikings. The Vikings came off a tough loss, and now they got to go travel all the way back to the other side on the West Coast. So just a lot of travel, tough, uh, tough loss. I, I like the Chargers in this situation. Uh, man, I've been fading the Chargers all year. <clears throat> uh, didn't work out last week. Actually, it was a push last week against the Eagles. I can't remember if that was a two and a half or a three point spread. Regardless, <clears throat> the Chargers cannot stop the run. I don't care who's running on the other side. Uh, Dalvin Cook's a solidified back. Probably not going to be playing. But you know what, dude? Alexander Madison is probably the best backup running back in the NFL. Give me Minnesota plus three here, too. I'm not going to take it as my upset of the week, but I expect them 
to keep it within three and potentially win the football game, man. They have a lot of weapons on that Minnesota team. I just witnessed it last week. They almost upset my Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, I will take the uh, I'll take Minnesota plus three here. I like them to win the game, honestly. Steve, uh, over under on fifty three. Um, 53. I like the over here. I do like the over. I think both offenses are more than capable to put up a lot of points, obviously. And, um, the Chargers can't stop the run, but they'll get gashed. And then that'll allow Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to make plays on the outside. So I like the over here. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a very similar game to last week. I mean, the Eagles were running the ball at a tune of five yards a clip. So, I mean, they were getting up and down the field without a problem. Jalen Hurts only had to throw the ball 17 times last week, and uh, I know they folded at the end there, but that's a game they had a very good chance to win. Uh, Minnesota is definitely a lot more efficient through the air than Philadelphia. Uh, Yeah, you know, 53. Jeez, this is a tough one. Uh... Give me the over. I guess I'll take the over as well with you, Steve. Don't feel too good about that, but I think Minnesota's going to score a bunch of points in this game. Next game getting to, we got the Carolina Panthers traveling to Arizona here, Steve, to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, We got the cards favored by 10. We have 57% of the bets and 75% of the money on the Cardinals here. Yeah, it's because the Cardinals just beat a professional football or yeah, beat a professional football team that consider themselves to be a, a playoff team in the 49ers with a backup quarterback and uh, just shows you what that system is and how deep it is. And dude, James Conner, like to me, James Conner looks like slimmer, looks like he's like moving way better than he did his last couple of years in Pittsburgh. Um, Arizona's deep, man. They're loaded. They're for real. And um, I. It's a lot of points to cover, but I think you got to take them right now. They're hot, especially if Kyler and D Hop are back, which I think we're expecting them to be. Um, so something to keep an eye on. But uh, yeah, they're hot. They're playing good football, and the way they play, they score a lot of points. That can cause uh, big wins. So uh, I, I like that minus nine here. Yeah, Panthers are dead, man. Panthers are absolutely dead. Uh, no Sam Darnold, so who do we got? We got P.J. Walker starting, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hammer down. I would... Uh, yeah. If I didn't lock Baltimore, yeah. I'd be locking this one, too. Arizona by 10 at home over this sad, sad Panthers team is easy money. And the way... Before we move on, the way that they looked against the Niners... With their backup quarterback. And who is it? Is Kellen Moore? Who's playing for him? Uh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Sorry. Unbelievable. They dominated from kickoff to end of game. It was it was incredible. That Arizona team is very, very talented. Uh, Over-under, Steve, uh, 44. Um, I like the over here. Uh, I just think Arizona's offense can put up points. I know... Um, Carolina will have a tougher time putting up points, um, but Christian McCaffrey is back. Um, not too sold on that defense. And the Panthers' offenses look different when Christian McCaffrey's back. So um, I think this touches the over. 
44, it's just too low for an Arizona Cardinals football team because they can easily put up 44 on any given week on their own. So It does look different when CMC's back, but we have never seen CMC play with P.J. Walker. And I'm, Yes, you're right about that, but look how much better he made freaking Sam Darnold look. He had me fooled for about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is very true. I don't know. Um I think I think it's gonna stay under. I do I think this is like a like a twenty eight to ten game. I think Arizona's gonna get up early and just kinda keep it to them. That Carolina defense is uh it's really good too, so I don't see Carolina scoring thirty plus. I mean, they're still a top three defense, uh, numbers wise, so give me the under on this one. Next game getting to, we got the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers here, Steve. Uh, we got the Pack favored by three at home. Uh, like I said previously, uh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers should both be playing. So we will be betting this game like they are both expected to play. I'm not going to bet this game until kickoff, though, just in case something happens. You never know. Uh, we have the Pack favored by three. We have... 55% of the bets and 67% of the money on Seattle, though. Um, I like that. I have a question for you. What do you think this spread is if Geno Smith and Jordan Love are playing? Or we, do you think it's still three? I think it's three the other way. I think it's Seattle three. three. The other way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The way Jordan Love looked. Um, yeah, no, um. I like Green Bay here. I think they're the best team against the spread this year. Uh, eight and one, eight yes, one, they I are. believe. Yep. Yep. So um, they're rolling, dude. They're like they keep. I don't know. Like they're rolling. If I'm getting Aaron Rodgers back, that secondary is not going to be able to hold down um, Devontae Adams. And I think I think you're crazy. I mean, we have Russell Wilson hasn't played football longer than Aaron Rodgers hasn't played football. So I expect uh, Aaron Rodgers and Cotus to keep him moving. They look really good, and I think they have a real shot to make a a run at this thing this year as I predicted before the year. Yep. This one is pretty simple to me. I feel really good about this one. If Rogers does play, this is a huge fade the public pick. I mean, we got 70% of the money on Seattle. I don't know why it's like that. Maybe it's because of the stipulation or the assumption that Rogers may not be ready for this game. And he hasn't taken, I mean, he's not going to take a practice rep all week. He hasn't last week. He's not going to this week. He's not getting cleared until Saturday. So he's basically getting cleared and then <clears throat> right to a team meeting, I would assume, and then right to kickoff. So, but I mean, he's the ultimate professional. He's the ultimate veteran. He, he's going to get it done. The Seattle Seahawks secondary is awful. Jamal Adams looks like he forgot how to play football. Uh, yeah, give me Green Bay minus three. They don't even need to throw the ball. They just give it to, uh, give it to the backs all day. Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon, those boys will get it done for you. Uh, Steve, over under on 49 and a half. I'll take the over here. I don't trust either defenses. I could definitely see this being a shootout game. Obviously, I'm going with the expectation. Again, don't play it until you know, but I'm going with the expectation that these quarterbacks are playing. That uh, equals points, in my opinion. So I'll take the over here. Yeah, the thing that gets me about this is just, like I said earlier, time away from the team. Not necessarily for Rodgers, but for Russell Wilson. He hasn't played since, what, week two he went out, I believe? Yeah. And or this, it might have been week three, week four. I can't remember now. It's been it's been a minute, though. It's been a long time. It's at least been six weeks. 
And I believe he just started taking first-team reps this week on a limited basis, if I recall correctly. Uh, so we'll see how much this uh, the time away from the team is going to affect them. It's kind of like a week one for him again, you know. So I'm not touching this over-under, but if I had to take it, which I do because this is a betting show, I will take the over. All right, uh, next game getting to, we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos here, Steve. Uh, we got the Broncos favored by two and a half. And we have uh, 60% of the bets and 80% of the money on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm with the public here. Um, Eagles are coming off a big win. Um, or, no, sorry. Denver is coming off a big win. Um, I think it's going to be extremely hard to replicate that. Uh, the Eagles have looked better since they actually started to run the ball because who knew that was a thing and uh, how that could change a game. But uh, anyway, um, I like Philly here. I really do. I like that money line here. Um, would be my upside of the week. I already picked one, but I think that uh, this one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think we're starting to learn who the Philadelphia Eagles are. And I think we're learning that they are potentially an NFC wildcard team if they uh, if they keep uh, running the ball and don't rely solely on Jalen Hurts to get it done. I feel like Denver last week, it was just kind of a flash in the pan how they had a lucky upset there against the Dallas Cowboys because they definitely do not have the coaching nor the talent to uh, beat them. I mean, did they play them 10 times? Dallas wins 9 out of 10 times. So you got one there, Denver, but I don't think you're getting this one. Uh, yeah, this is not my upset of the week, but it is a close second. I like the Eagles plus two and a half here, even on the road. Steve, give me the over-under on 45. Um, I think 45 is a little high in this situation. Something just tells me I uh, see a low-scoring game here. Not really too sure. Don't feel great about it. I'll fade it, but I will go with the under. Yeah, both these teams kind of subpar quarterbacks, uh, very heavily reliant on the run, especially in Denver's. I mean, they just feed Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Seems like all game, basically. Yeah, give me the under as well. All right, uh, next game getting to <clears throat> is the last game on the Sunday slate. We're talking Sunday Night Football prime time, Steve. We got... Seems like we got the Chiefs on like every other primetime game. But we have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders here, Steve. We got the Chiefs favored by two and a half points. 60% of the bets and 54% of the money is on Kansas City here. I think I'm going to go against the public here, man. The Chiefs are so bad, dude. They couldn't even score against the Green Bay Packers especially with Jordan Love playing quarterback because Jordan Love just kept putting the ball back in Patrick Mahomes' hands, and they couldn't do nothing with it, dude. Uh, there's absolutely no faith in me in the Chiefs, and I, I've you called it before the year. I've said, like, they're just not a good football team. Like, it's okay. It happens. Um, they're just not a good football team. So I, I kind of like the Raiders in this spot. Yep. Uh, Chiefs are done. Chiefs are done for. Uh, Raiders didn't look too good either last week, uh, losing to the, uh, New York Giants. That one kind of threw me for a loop there. Um, 
This is uh, this is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Raiders. The Raiders, they've had the upper hand on the Chiefs the last year or two. They always seem to, to sneak out a win. I think they've split the season series with them the last two years. And seeing how Kansas City's only lost like five games in the last two years, I mean, half their losses come against the Raiders. So I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half here. Uh, man, it's just, I don't really like the Raiders. I just really don't like the Chiefs, like, at all. Like, Pat Mahomes is trying to do way too much. They can't run the football. Their defense can't really stop anyone. They can't get a pass rush. They don't turn the, they turn the ball over. They don't get turnovers. There's nothing going good for this Kansas City Chiefs team. And I'm, I'm going to keep fading them, man, because I really don't think this thing is going to turn around. Upset of the week, lock it in, Raiders. Let's go. Uh, Steve, over-under on 51.5. I like the over here. Both these offenses could just put up points. Um, these two teams, I believe, when they do play historically, have put up points on each other. It just seems like an over kind of game to me. I expect Carr to be slinging it. I expect Patty. Um, I expect them to figure it out at some point to like hit an over 51, So especially against the Raiders. So I like the over here on a lead. Uh, last three games for the Chiefs, three points, 20 points, 13 points, and you're giving me a 50 plus over. I just can't do it. I cannot get myself to take the over for Kansas City. They just, I, <laughs> they just can't do it. And this Raiders defense is no joke too, man. They get after the quarterback. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Uh, last game getting to, we got the Monday night matchup. We have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners here. Steve, I love divisional primetime games. They are always good. Uh, we got the Rams favored by four. We have 90% of the bets and we have 90 97% of the money on the LA Rams. Yeah, because the... <laughs> Dude, Arizona would have covered this last week against the uh, 49ers, their backup quarterback. This doesn't make any sense. This is my lock of the week, dude. I, we can sit here and talk about it. There ain't nothing to talk about. The Rams are going to bounce back in a big way. I think they're going to ball out. Von Miller gets another week acclimated into their system. And, boom, like, come on, man. The uh, 49ers are a joke. They're an absolute mess right now. I don't know what's going on with Kyle Shanahan. He thinks he just knows it all, and it's not working. And Essentially, it's going to cost him the year. I was really high on them coming into the year, but uh, no, not no more. Uh, this is uh, – see, the thing that gets me is the uh, – <clears throat> yeah, I don't really understand this line. I mean, the Rams had a hiccup game last week against the Titans – and that was mainly caused due to turnovers, I thought. I didn't necessarily think the Tennessee Titans outclassed the Rams. I mean, they played a lot better, and then they didn't turn the ball over. But, I mean, this Rams team is, let's let's not kid ourselves. This Rams team is still super legit. Uh, they're going to take care of the Niners. I mean, minus four, come on. And uh, just a side note, last week there was a lot of inter-conference games. AFC went 7-1. and one against the NFC last week. So uh, I think we all know who the better conference is. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of good NFC teams too. Uh, yeah, Rams minus four all day. Um, 
this kind of scares me. Like, 100% of the money almost is on the Rams. But, I mean, I'll, I'll ride with the public on this one. Steve, give me the over-under on 49. 49. Um, I like the under here. I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to score many points against the, the Rams, frankly. Yeah, it just depends how the Rams show up. If this is a big bounce-back game for them, which I think it's going to, I can see them scoring 35-plus. Um, so give me a couple touchdowns for the Niners. Yeah, I could see that. You know, there's some holes in the Rams' defense. And I'm anxious to see how well Von Miller plays because I do think he is starting in this game. So if he, uh, you know, takes a little bit of time to get acclimated to the offense, you're going to have some opportunity to take advantage of him not really knowing the playbook and maybe get a score or two. So I will lean the over here slightly. All right. Well, that wraps it up. That is our week 10 predictions. Thank you, everybody, for checking out the podcast, listening to Lock 4 Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. We appreciate each and every one of you that tune in, guys. We really like doing this. We really like talking about football. I mean, we do it all week long, so why not do it in a podcast format where we can uh, give you guys our takes on these lines. Uh, tricky lines this year, but we are doing uh, we're doing a pretty bang up job. I think I think we're doing uh, pretty good this year, Steve. Overall, so anything else you want to uh, touch on before we head out? And uh, make sure to uh, like us, subscribe to us wherever you can listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube, Spotify. Apple Pod, uh, Google Pod, Stitcher, we're basically all over the place. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so check us out. Check us out. Thank you guys for the love support. We appreciate you all, and we will be back again next week after another exciting week of the NFL. Thank you for listening to the Lock for Dub podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Lock 4 Dub, a place to be, beat the bookies.